everybody. Welcome back to episode 12 of the Reawakening Podcast. This is exciting. It's my heart to see all of us walk in fresh, close, long-lasting, life-giving connection to the God of the Bible. I hope that you found these uh, podcasts helpful. I know that it's been fun to think about different ways that God has used in my life to grow me and to pass that on to you. So welcome back. Welcome back. I'm looking forward to today's podcast. Today's podcast is going to be about focusing prayer. And I'm telling you, in my experience, nothing has had a bigger, um, more intensifying aspect to growing my prayer life than focusing prayer. And we're going to talk about that today. There's really two aspects when it comes to focusing prayer that we're going to talk about today. First of all, do you have your prayer focus? And secondly, do you have your prayer plan? Everything begins with having that prayer focus. And once you have that prayer focus, then it fuels, it impassionates. I don't even know if that's a word, but it brings passion to your prayers. And that passion drives you into new growth areas when it comes to uh, seasons of prayer focus and prayer strategies and, and growing in that area. So we're going to talk about that today. And we're going to start by asking the question uh, about, do you have your prayer focus? What I mean by having a prayer focus is, do you have an obsession? Do you have something that's on your heart, a prayer burden that is, is filling your thoughts, that's filling your, your focus, that is, that is driving you forward in the area of prayer? For most of my life, I, I didn't really have a prayer obsession. I had, I had things that I wanted to pray, pray about, like um, being in ministry, praying for the church, praying for for the plans, for the purposes, for for any anything that maybe uh, is connected to ministry, you know, whether it was church planning, you know, God that that God would bring together this church. We hope that um, that God would uh, open up buildings and locations. Actually, over the years, I have spent so many prayer walks and and seasons of prayer, focusing on location and getting the church established. I would say my first real prayer obsession and focus, the, the kind that was started growing me in the area of prayer, was in coming up with a location for our church to meet and over the years uh, praying for buildings to open up to us and for God to provide buildings. And I had a lot of uh, failures when it came to praying for buildings that never materialized, a lot of big seasons of prayer. But major growth seasons when it come, came to having an obsession. Now, Again, like that was probably my first driving prayer focus, but a lot of my life, I, I haven't had obsessions, obsessions or prayer focuses. And so I haven't been in seasons where I was really eager to grow in prayer. And, and I, I get that. We're in the, in the West here, the, there, there's a lot of life that is, is good. And maybe you have had, hopefully, you've had a, a life that has been uh, full of, of goodness and, 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 and breakthrough, maybe maybe small things like, God, can I get this job? No, that's not a small thing, but like, can I get this job? Or, you know, God, you know, I would like a relationship or, or things like that. And, and that maybe you've you've experienced prayer and growth and prayer in those areas. But what I'm what I'm really wanting to talk about today is coming up with obsession prayer focuses that are big, that are God given, that 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 are so obsessive in your thoughts and in your minds that it can't help but bring you to new places in in prayer. And maybe you're today, hopefully today, you don't have something like so pressing on your heart and life uh, because of crisis or, or anything like that. 
And so uh, what you're going to want to be doing then is asking God for a prayer burden, seeking a prayer burden from God. And trust me, God has so many things that he would love prayed for. There is so much injustice in the world. There is so much crazy in the world. There is so much pain in the world that God has plenty of things that he would love to place on the heart of his people, those who are willing, those who want to, like in Ezekiel, stand in the gap, stand in the breach and and intercede, uh, intercede for something that's on God's heart. So it, I guess the starting point when it comes to coming up with a prayer focus and a prayer burden is, is asking yourself, you know, do you have one or do you have a natural one? Uh, maybe, maybe you're in a, uh, in a, in a season where you're like, wow, I am so angry at the con- continual racism issue in the world. And, and that, that anger, that frustration, that, that wrongness, the injustice of racism right now is, is consuming your thoughts and consuming your obsession. And so channel that channel that in into a an obsession prayer focus uh, maybe maybe for you it's it's you're aware of the persecution of of your brothers and sisters around the world the the persecuted church around the world and you're like I am not going to stand for that maybe it has maybe your obsession is connected to the global health pandemic of COVID-19 right now or or whatever's going on in the future. Uh, maybe there's awful relationships in your home, maybe between you and your parents or you and your spouse or you and your kids or, or you and your in-laws or grandparents or whatever. And, and, and that pain, there's pain in your life connected to awful relationships. And that is going to be a part of your prayer focus and you're going to be seeking Jesus for breakthrough. Maybe you have an obsession for reawakening, you know, God's reawakening the evangel sorry, the evangelization of, of your city, your nation, uh, your area. Do you have an, a natural prayer, a natural prayer focus starting point for you? Maybe you had one, but you haven't thought of it in, in these terms. But what I want you to do is, is think about your life and be like, okay, here, here is the thing that I would love to see changed in my life, in my world, in my family, you know, things like that. Now, you know that you have an obsession prayer focus when it's, it's compelling, when there's passion behind it, when there's fire behind it, when, there's, when there is a, an, a soul desire to be like, no more. I want this to stop. I want this to change. I want things to be very, very, very different. And I want it now. And I want to lean in. I have a, a passion to lean in to see change in, the, in these ways. If you don't have a, a natural obsession prayer focus, praise God, I've been there. I've been there lots. Nothing weird about that. But again, it is time to enter a season of asking God to lay on you a, a prayer burden. You'd be like, God, God, I am here. I am willing. I want to be someone who grows in the area of prayer and I want to be a praying man or woman. And so God, lay on me a passion for something to pray about. And I believe that he will. Because again, like I said before, there's so many things that God sees need to change and he wants to rise up praying people for this. And so ask him for a prayer burden. Ask him for something and, and, and not just ask him for a topic, but ask him for a passion. God, grant to my heart a passion, an obsession about something. And maybe it's maybe it seems random to you. Maybe he will stir up a, pra- a passion for a people group, like like um to see to see Muslims uh, in your area 
come to faith in Jesus or to see Jewish people um, come to faith in Jesus. I keep asking my missionary friends over and over again, what is happening when it comes to the evangelization of Jewish people? Because I know so much is happening in the Muslim world and it's it's exciting and there's so much going on um, in there, but what's happening with Jewish people? And you know, it's, it's pretty quiet. And so I find myself, God, raise up people who will be able to reach Jewish people. And, I, and I, I have a passion for this because I have a passion for the Bible. I have a passion for, for Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. I have a passion for what, you know the, the grief that I see in the Old Testament. And then also that, that the heroes of the church were Jewish people like Peter and Paul, Jesus. Uh, you know, like I, I have a real passion for the Jewish people. But where, where is your, your obsession, your, your prayer focus? And if you don't have one, it's time to ask God to give you a prayer burden that you can stand in the gap for. It's very, very hard to grow in prayer unless you have something that's going to drive you, that's going to fuel you, that's going to that's going to inspire you forward, that's going to be a passion and obsession that is going to give you that hunger to want to grow in prayer, to to spend the time in prayer, to to battle in prayer, something that's more than normal. Normal has led you to this, wherever you are. But it, having a an increased prayer burden, an increased passion, and 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 that's key. Maybe you do have a a prayer burden about something in your life, but maybe you're asking now for it to be increased. Got to increase this prayer burden, and when that increases, it will drive you into new places in prayer. And how can you grow in those new places? in prayer. Well, I've had a lot of experience with this and here are three things that you can channel that prayer obsession towards to see yourself really take huge steps forward in the area of prayer. Okay, so you've got your prayer burdens and now you're tapping into the power of desperation and and that passion and that uh, obsession. And so there's three things that that often uh, grow when you have that obsession. One, there's regular prioritized prayer times. Secondly, uh, special seasons of fasting. And then thirdly, special seasons of dedicated prayer focus that are above and beyond the established regular prioritized prayer times. So I just want to go through those quickly together and, and talk about ways that we can grow and bring passion and fire to each of those. The first thing we want to do is we want to work on establishing regular prioritized prayer times uh, for that for that passion. Otherwise, you have this passion, you have this burden, and then you have a uh, an intense frustration and a sense of perpetual failure. Like, I have this prayer burden, but I'm not praying, and I, and I feel like I ought to, and it's it just seems not prioritized like your soul is going to want it prioritized, like the Spirit is pushing on you to prioritize. And so regular prioritized prayer times, hopefully you'll have a daily time, and you'll be like, okay, I am going to set aside this time to pray about my my prayer burden. And I'm just going to lean into that. And it's the obsession that will drive you to new places when it comes to having daily prayer. Uh, historically, uh, I one of my biggest struggles for the first uh, three some decades of my life was was failing, starting and failing, trying and 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 then not continuing in daily prayer. And, and I, and that sense of failure was really frustrated or really frustrating for me, but it was, it was only when I had more specific guidance from God about, um, when to establish a very specific time. And he was like, no, I want you to give me one hour a day. I want you to give me one hour a day. I'm like, well, how am I going to give you one hour a day? I don't have time. I have a, I've, I've just, I've shown you and I've proven to you that 
that I can't get up early in the morning and, and pray. I've proven to you that I, I can't stop in the evening because there's so much going on with the family and all that kind of stuff um, that I, I just don't have that. Um, and then, you know, in the middle of the day, I've got work, I've got meetings, you know, I don't have, I don't have an hour. And, and Jesus sat down with me. He's like, I want you to completely rearrange your schedule. And this might be Jesus speaking to you right now to completely rearrange your schedule. I had to move meetings. I had to, I had to take some, some workaholic tendency pride hits where I'm like, okay, I know that uh, I want to be starting work at this time and I've got meetings at this time, but from nine to 10, I am going to guard this time of prayer. And, and yeah, that was, that was a bit of a pride shot and, and a real sacrifice to me, but I'm going to start there. And that's where I started. I, I've changed it since then, but having that daily prioritized hour of prayer. And during that prayer time, you know, like letting it being driven by this desperation. Um, also, maybe uh, when it comes to regular prioritized time, I have my Sabbath time where where on Fridays I, I am I'm setting aside extra Jesus time to, to read, uh, to, to, to pray, and, and to think and you know, whatever, when it comes to, to prayer, but maybe a week, weekly Sabbath ideas uh, as far as regular prioritized prayer times. Maybe a monthly prayer time or, or bi-weekly. Um, if, if it works in your time, maybe in your schedule, in your life, not for everybody, but maybe you're able to just be like, okay, once a month, I'm just going to set aside a Jesus day and I'm going to gonna go on a walk or I'm going to go on a hill walk. I'm going to, I'm going to, get out of town. I'm going to get out of town. Uh, I had a friend who would go on like a train journey just for the, the breakaway. And he, and he would like train up to Aberdeen and back and, you know, have lunch up in Aberdeen, but just spend the prayer journey, uh, sorry, the, the train journey in, in prayer and prayer. But I want you to think about your, your habits, your regular prayer times. As you get a prayer burden, one of, one of the things that that means is establishing regular bombardment of heaven connected to that prayer burden. Now, during those times of prayer, obviously there's going to be other things in your life, maybe in your family or in your church or, or things that you're going to want to pray about as well. But it's that obsession prayer burden that's going to bring, that's going to dominate at least half of your, your prayer time as you plead for God in prayer. And I encourage you um, to, when you, whenever you feel compelled to get on your knees and pray, uh, to, to get into places alone and pray, to go on prayer walks and pray, uh, maybe to get a friend to go on a prayer walk with you, but to definitely own those establishing regular prayer times. Now, and we've talked about that before, um, but I just want to remind us of that now because we're, we're wanting to grow and take next steps. For me, one of the things that I did it was I established a, an alarm on my watch at 9 a.m. and at, tw uh, not 12, I, I did actually have a 9, a 12, and a 3 p.m. and then a few other times. But the longest running alarms that I have on my watch are from or nine in the morning and three in the afternoon, the time of the morning and the evening sacrifice. A lot of things in the Bible happen at that time. And so I would set my alarms at, at nine and, and 3 p.m. To, to pray and to bring my prayer requests at, the, at, that, at that time. Hopefully, regular seasons of prayer are already established by this point in the prayer uh, in this podcast here. Um, but if not, a good a good encouragement there. And and if you feel like you've been failing in that, again, having a prayer burden is so much the key of catalyzing growth in the area of prayer. And 
and prioritization of prayer. So, you know, seek the prayer burden. Uh, and, 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 and if you have one, you know, seek for that burden to increase and the passion to increase and, and let it drive you from there. But the other two things have to do with special seasons of prayer. Fasting and 40 days of prayer type type seasons. Um, I'll probably talk more about fasting in and of itself in, in the future. But, you know, when you have a prayer burden, you know it's good when there's when when you want God's breakthrough in that prayer burden more than you want food, more than you want strength for the for the day and energy for the day. Fasting really is where you set aside a time. You're like, God, more than anything, more than my own strength, I am going to humble myself, in the words of David in the psalm. I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to weaken myself. I'm going to cause me to hunger uh, intentionally because... I, I want you to know that I want this answered prayer more than my own comfort and, and my own life. I'm going to humble myself. Now, we'll, we'll talk more about this in the future when it comes to fasting. But one of the things I've learned about fasting is it's supposed to be uncomfortable. And to rejoice when it's uncomfortable, to, when you're hungry, to be like, yes, I am hungry or when I'm weak. Yes, I'm weak. Praise God, this is why I'm fasting. I'm fasting because I want to weaken myself to, to enhance my, my suffering, not as a, a prayer fast, but as a, as a reminder to God and myself that, that this obsession, this prayer burden, I want more than my own comfort. And one of the things that's important about times of, of fasting is to have a start and an end. I think historically when I started off in seasons of fasting, I would be fasting and, and I would be thinking more in terms of like a hunger strike. Like, God, I am not going to eat another bit of food until I see breakthrough in this area. And you know what? Maybe God will, will call you to that. Um, but... But for me, what I see in the Bible is there is times of fasting where you're like, God, I'm, I'm seeking this answer and we're here before you and we're fasting. Like, I think it was Jehoshaphat or whatever. And the people are, are there standing before the Lord. And then this prophet stands up and gives the answer that they're looking for. That, that, okay, so maybe there's something like that. Often, though, I think my prayer times, especially with big prayer burdens, have been more like what I see with Ezra where Ezra calls God's people to fast and pray. Or I guess another example of this would be Esther, where, you know, God's people to, to gather and fast and pray, and they gather and fast for, you know, a day or three or whatever, and then they stop fasting, and then they act. So in Ezra's situation, they fast, and then they stop fasting, and then they journey to Jerusalem. There's the fasting with, with Esther, and then there's the approaching the king and talking to the king about about what's been on her heart and and the, the the salvation of her people it's not a small thing it was a big prayer obsession for for Esther and and also with with Ezra as well he has a he is um he he wants his people to arrive safely they've got all this money they've got all this treasury and they want to take this journey and they were too embarrassed to ask the king for soldiers because they said that God would protect them and so th there is this prayer burden on them that drives them in this fasting but they there's fasting and then they're stopping fasting and and then seeing what God will do. Very often, you know, I, I will have a time of fasting and I'll be like, okay, God, five days or 10 days or 21 days or four days or three days or or, or one day. And, and it'd be like, okay, God, I'm, I'm going to pray and I'm going to fast and seek you during this season. And then I'm going to stop fasting. 
and I'm going to see what you will do. And for me, it's, it's, it's a sense. It's not a hunger strike. It's an, I'm, I'm, I'm serious about this prayer request and I want to see breakthrough. And a lot of times in the Bible, the breakthrough happens after the fast is over. So seasons of, of fasting. And now again, that gets driven by having that prayer burden, having that desperation from God. And, and, and if you feel like you're, you look at your life and you're like, okay, I don't have anything in my life that I would fast five days over right now. There's nothing that I'm so obsessed about that. Okay, well then let's grow in this area and let's ask for the kind of prayer burden to fall on you that would drive you to even consider. That's where I started. I had such pain going on. I had such a, sorry, such a, a prayer burden uh, bringing pain into my heart. I, I had this question that I, I wanted to see answered. Like, God, is this you? Is this is this thing on my heart, the thing on your heart? And I wanted an answer to that. And so it drove me to spend my first week in praying. And I had that prayer burden, that big question before God, that desperation. Desperation drives fasting prayer. And yeah, if you don't have a, a prayer burden or a prayer question that is that is helps you at this point, then lean into that. Lean into that and ask for a greater prayer burden or a new prayer burden that will bring you to that area. Okay, so fasting. Uh, then finally, uh, special seasons of, of prayer. Uh, right now, our church is in a 40-day season of prayer. I have done lots of 40-day seasons of prayer because, you know what? I can't fast all the time. <laughs> uh, I would die, and, and, and everybody would die uh, if they try to fast all the time. Um, so, so when I have three seasons a year where I spend a week in fasting— uh, in January with the church now is joining me, uh, beginning of April and beginning of August. But there's other seasons where I, I have this prayer burden that I just can't get past. And so I've, I've tapped into the, the joy of being able to eat, but also to have special focused seasons of, of prayer, 40-day prayer. Now, I have, I have, oh, sorry, there's also 50-day prayer journeys. I, I just finished a 50-day a uh, prayer journal um, focus. It was called Tongues of Fire devotional was a very Pentecostal, uh, charismatic, 50 days of prayer thing connected to the leading up of Pentecost. Now, I was just doing it not leading up to Pentecost, but um, it was connected to that. My favorite one is um, Draw the Circle by Mark Batterson, and I've gone through that several times, uh, seasons of prayer. Our church, Rehope, they have, we do like these prayer blogs, uh, seasons of prayer right now in uh, end of August in the time of September and beginning of October. We tend to do a, a 40 days of prayer challenge. And, and I think that they're left up year round and the new ones are produced every autumn. But yeah, this 40 days of prayer challenge. And it's basically what I do is I, I get a book to guide me through this. I've also done one by Smith, Smith Wigglesworth. Um, and there, there's lots of, you know, Spurgeon has a morning and evening devotional sort of a thing. And, but it, it's a 40 days where the aim is to up the game of prayer. And you have your regular established prior, uh, prioritized prayer times and you want to increase in some way or another. So I, I add some sort of devotional input to, to be like, okay, here's the beginning and the end. And, and that's going to just be something that's a change up from my norm, from my normal, um, seasons of prayer. So I've got my, my, my change up with the, with the increase. Um, I also look, I also spend time thinking, okay, what can I add in the area of prayer? Maybe it's, um, alarms. I actually still have some alarms on my watch and that has 
It's been something that's carried over from a 40 days of prayer. But originally in the 40 days of prayer, I would have like six alarms going off. And maybe right now I only have two alarms going off. But it's, it's just ways that you'd increase in the area of prayer. Maybe you set aside uh, break times at work or a lunchtime or work. Or you're going to be like, for the next 40 days, I'm going to skip lunch and I'm going to pray. Or for, for the next 40 days, I'm going to go on a prayer walk every morning. I, I don't do prayer walks, but rain or shine, I'm going to go on a prayer walk. It's probably going to be rainy if you're anywhere living near where I live in Glasgow. You're going to try and take a 40-day season and raise the prayer bar. And the intention is not to continue to do that after the 40 days of prayer. It's just during the 40 days of prayer, you're going to raise the bar and then you're going to stop. You're going to stop. You're going to have an intentional, like the fasting thing, a start and an end. You might end up carrying something across and you've grown in the area of prayer, but that is not the aim. The aim is to set aside a, a special time of focus when it comes to seasons of prayer. So that's the th that's three different hows when it comes to uh, finding a prayer burden and starting to lean in to ways of growing. You know, 40 days of prayer if you don't have a daily, if you don't have that prayer burden focus, they're going to be a little bit religious and lifeless. You know, there's learning there to be had. And I'm not saying that they're worthless at all, but they're going to lose. They're, they're not going to have the potential that they could have. Days, seasons of fasting. If you don't have that real fire, then it's, it's probably not going to have the potential. Even your regular prioritized prayer times, they're not going to have the potential that they could have. Once you in, introduce a, uh, an obsession, a prayer burden, a God-given prayer burden, or, or a, a, a question that you just need to hear God about, or breakthrough that you just need to see God's breakthrough about, once that passion and obsession uh, infuses your life, it is going to catalyze your prayer life and your prayer seasons, and it is going to change you like it's changed me. It, it is the agony of a prayer burden. It is the obsession of the prayer burden. It is the it is the the heartbreak of a prayer burden. Whether it's racism or marriage or family or church or evangelism or things in your city or it, it, whatever it is, the persecuted church or whatever, it is the obsession and the pain connected to not being all right with things as it is that will supercharge your prayer life. So today, the number one challenge is finding your prayer burden, finding your focus, finding your obsession in, in prayer, and then asking for that, if you already have one, for it to be increased exponentially. God, take this focus of mine and increase it. And then spend your time seeking God's answers and breakthrough by maybe special seasons of prayer or maybe addressing your established regular prioritized prayer times. Anyways, that's what I, I wanted to, to chat with us about today, a way to majorly increase our, our prayer focus. I hope that you found this podcast to be both challenging and, and directive. If you've enjoyed this podcast, found it helpful, maybe you can think of some people who you know them and they have been wanting to grow in the area of prayer. Let them know about this podcast. Three ways that you could help get the word out about this podcast just to people in general is if you could subscribe to this podcast or if you rate and review us on iTunes or just get the word out on social media. You know, 20 seconds. Hey, uh, you want to you wanna grow in the area of prayer? You want to supercharge prayer life? Hey, 
listen to episode 12, Focusing Prayer on this podcast. Get the word out. Who knows? Maybe there's people out there who feel that their prayer life has been stuck or stagnant or it's not inspiring to them and they could use uh, some direction on how to see that infused passion and direction. Again, thank you for reviewing this. My heart is to see our whole generation reawakened, to walk in fresh, close, long-lasting, life-giving connection to the God of the Bible. I know that some people can fumble through this path alone, but everyone does exponentially better with help. Oh,